there, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 244 with our review of Only God Forgives. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases hitting a theater near you. Uh, this week, we had several different reviews go out. We had a review of Red 2, of The Conjuring of R.I.P.D., and now we are bringing you this review of Only God Forgives. Uh, this is a film that is out in limited release right now and also available on VOD. And, you know, in, in our R.I.P.D. episode, Carson, I was saying that I believed at the time that this uh, this film was, you know, number number two or something like that on the iTunes store for rentals. And yeah. uh, I think it was over the weekend when I actually saw it. However, I forgot that a little film came out called Oblivion for Rental, uh, which just came out this week, which obviously that has jumped up to number one, causing some changes in the shifts and a bunch of other things that were probably released on Tuesday have pushed it down to number six. But also being number six on the iTunes rentals probably means it still made more money over VOD. Um, (laughs) This probably still made money over VOD than RIPD did in the theater. So either way the statement we were trying to make at the time is probably still factual. Oh, well, I, I was correct in guessing that it's still probably in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, just I wanted mean, to clear that uh, up. Yeah. Since, since for those who some like skipped our RIPD episode, I threw out a bunch of things that I didn't fact check. <laughs> <laughs> we're just throwing out stuff willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah I, was just, I was just saying stuff like I knew what like, I was talking uh, about. DC Comics did RIPD? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Comics, comics, dude. I don't know. All I know is I couldn't find it in Comicsology when I looked, so uh, I had no way of verifying it at the time. But anyways, yeah. we're not here to talk about RIPD anymore. We've already devoted... We're here to get our fighting faces on, bitches. Yeah, we've already devoted more than uh, is... More more time than we probably needed to to uh, that little film. We R. devoted I. more time to R.I.P.D. than the time they put in to the script for that film. Yeah, and it's a good thing that uh, God does forgive because we're going to need his forgiveness for talking about it as long as we did. <laughs> <laughs> the screenwriters will need forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you don't, you right. don't mess with uh, God. Like, maybe. Maybe God wields a powerful sword in this film. Hmm. <laughs> catch my drift. Um, well, somebody, uh, several people in this film catch the drift of something. <laughs> that, that's all I'll say. But, the uh, pen is mightier. But yeah, we are here to talk about the, uh, you know, the latest team up between Nicholas Winding Refn and uh, our, 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 our buddy, Mr. Gosling. Yes. So. Dream, Dreamboat Gosling. Dreamboat Gosling. And there's a lot of dreamy stuff in this film, so... There is, I mean, yeah. Gosling isn't the only dreamy thing in this in this yeah. work of mystical fiction that it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we need to beat around the bush that much longer. What do you say we take out the, check out the trailer for Only God Forgives and then get into what I'm sure will only turn out to be a very spirited discussion? I was going to say the same thing because (laughs) mysticism. (laughs) I know it's hard for you emotionally. Your brother was murdered. When? Yesterday. Did you get the guy that did it? It's a little more complicated than that, mother. Meaning what exactly? You can't 
can't go around killing cops anymore. If the tables were turned, your brother would have found you a killer, brought me his head on a banner. for him but that's not what she said what did she say kill them all i have a very special relationship with my son he's a very dangerous boy Man, for a second there, I thought I was going to get hit by a light disc or something. <laughs> All right, so here we have a little film called Only God Forgives. Uh, our, 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 our dreaming boat that he is, Ryan Gosling, has this brother who's kind of a despicable guy. That despicable brother goes off and does more than something a little nefarious. And uh, let's just say he gets himself in a little over his head. Just and, a twinge. And, uh, you know, he gets, a, he gets his ass killed in, in a not-so-happy manner. And, <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, Goslin's like, well, that's not cool. And it's especially not cool because my mommy's really pissed now and she wants me to go and act revenge. And uh, this film uh, just shows a cyclical system of violence against various people in which just gruesome acts are bestowed upon everyone in this damn movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can only assume, Carson, that uh, you are head over heels in love with this film. <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody how awesome it is? Um, well, I, yeah, I was going to start off by saying um, this movie is uh, definitely not for everyone, but it's totally <laughs> for me. Totes my goats. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I heard a lot of bad things coming out of the Cannes Film Festival, you know, all these yeah. people saying like, oh, we booted and um, yeah, and then like leading up to last weekend, it has like a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. And yeah, it's like 34 on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 36 on Metascore, like it's it's basically just... It, it's pretty low Yeah. Um, compared to Drive, which was... Uh, you know, everyone went apeshit over that movie. Um, but yeah, like I, I went in just thinking like, I don't like, I'm just going to go in. Cause like, I really want to see this movie. Like I'm excited to see it. And um, I walked out and I honestly had no, I mean, I could see some of it, but like most of the, the criticisms for this movie stem from this movie wasn't drive. Like, I feel like everyone went in thinking this was going to be drive 2.0 and what they got was not anything like that. And no, I don't not. know because like it didn't bother me because this movie – like I feel like people are forgetting like dude, Nicholas Winding Refn has made movies other than Drive. And like to me personally, Only God Forgives is most comparable to Valhalla Rising, which is another like existential, moody, mystical you know, take on Vikings – that a lot of people weren't fond of, but um, 
like, I mean, like, he's, like, Refn has been making movies to his own tune ever since he started making movies. Yeah. And um, this is no different. Like, I, I mean, a lot of people also were throwing out that it was pretentious. And, like, I, I disagree because, like, A, I feel like, me personally, this is me personally saying this. I mean, I if I watch a movie that's that I feel is pretentious, like I mean, bullshit readers, media, you know, they go up right away, and I'm just like, this is not no. Like a a recent example was the film Wrong, which came out, which I just thought was like completely uh, pretentious, <laughs> and uh, yeah, wrong. But I mean, like. Th- I mean, that whole movie was like, it felt like, you know, it was trying to be really clever and it wasn't. And um, here, I mean, there's so many influences to this movie. I mean, not not just Asian cinema in general, because, I mean, I've talked about some of the crazy Asian movies I've seen on this podcast before, um, especially the one called Boxer's Omen, where like uh, it's set in Thailand and it's about Thai boxing and like I, his brother dies in the ring and like there's a bunch of levels of, of vengeance going on and uh like just seeing that movie alone like totally got me uh queued up to see only god forgives because the second only god forgives open i was just like holy shit this is exactly like like how these movies are like and and to be honest most of those movies are even weirder than this film like this only God forgives is tame compared to some of the stuff they pump out over in uh, Hong Kong. Like that, they're on like a whole different level. But yeah. um, you know, not only that, but there's like all these influences from from other directors and 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 films. And um, to me, there's a lot of there's a lot of Kubrick in this movie. It's just like a lot of you know, people said it was slow, but to me, like there, I think it was slow for a reason. Like there's a lot of stillness in this film. And it feels like every shot is there for a reason. Um, it means something, whether I picked up on it or not. Um, there's a lot of, you know, dreamboat gosling just staring at the camera, all creepy face. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of, and, a lot of st- steamboat gosling just staring into Bangkok girls' badges. But, yeah, <laughs> sticking his hand up orifices and in dark places. and A lot of hand uh, imagery. A lot of hand imagery, Not including yeah. the um, scenes we just mentioned. <laughs> a lot of imagery that you don't know might, you know, might not be taking place in uh, real life, or I, you know. Honestly, I'm not 100 percent certain any part of this <laughs> film actually takes place in the universe of this film. That is, oh well, I mean, obviously this movie does not take place in the real world, but no, no, no. I mean, like even the real world in the universe yeah, of this yeah, film. Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure that. That from the moment, like, when, when Gosling's character sits down and he, like, pats that one boxer on the shoulder and the guy walks into the ring and he looks over at that guy, I yeah. don't know that we're not experiencing some freaking, like, Mulholland Drive scenario where he falls asleep on that bench. <laughs> we watch this entire movie and then he wakes up missing two arms. <laughs> that could be that could be a good theory. I mean... It's very possibly... I would that not dispute that the theory. Is. I would not dispute it because, I mean, there's there's a certain, like, dream like quality to this film and if you were to compare it to drive i think the only way you could say that it's like drive is that it's the complete opposite of drive all right now now hold on for a second where but i was gonna hold on let me say where drive is drive is like a dream right and only god forgives is the horrible nightmare you have after you took way too much adderall 
Now, 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 what you're speaking of is is uh, intention and tone. In that, yes, your statement is correct. They're they're both dreamlike, but one is a dream of like something you might want to happen, and one is a dream of something you would We're, never want to happen. Yeah, never ever. But I think like. To say people shouldn't be comparing to this to drive is to ignore the fact that it's the same director, same star, same guy doing the music. Like it, it's there are so many things that link the 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 product itself that if you discount intention of the filmmaker, it's completely comparable. And you take into consideration a lot of just Gazan staring at stuff and not talking, a lot of slow motion walking through hallways. Like it's it. It breathes the same air that has just been exhaled by drive. It just then converts it to something other than carbon dioxide and then spits it back out. Like it's, it, it, it feels very much like it, but it's visually completely different and tonally and intentionally completely different. But it, yeah, I mean, it there, is there obviously is a lot of links to the two films. Uh, yeah. I mean, like we said, like the same director, actor, uh, Cliff Martinez again on the score. Um, and the dreamy quality, but I don't know. To me, I just thought of Valhalla Rising before Drive. Yeah. Just because, like, they're both even, like, even more so than Drive. Obviously, Drive has a lot of those sequences where it goes on for long takes and there's silence and there's Gosling staring at people and stuff like that. Um, but, but like Valhalla Rising is almost completely dialogue free and contains a, a main character who speaks no dialogue. And I think Gosling in this film was more like Mads Mikkelsen in Valhalla Rising. I mean, Gosling barely has any lines of this movie. He has less lines than he did in Drive. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he mostly speaks with his eyes and his facial expressions in this movie. He attempts uh, to speak with his fists, but maybe he don't speak so well. <laughs> Well, he tries, but he is a horrible fighter. <laughs> Dude, he must not any any of the boxers that he's been coaching oh. must have lost every single fight because clearly he he knows dick shit about Dude. boxing. And that's another great thing I loved about this movie is that Ryan Gosling is the I guess you could say he's not really the main star, but he's like the 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 main actor in the film and like he is he's the only non-idiot in this film yeah i mean like he is painted to be our hero even though he is just as bad of a person only slightly less than his brother and his mom but i mean he's still like an unlikable character well i, I wouldn't even say he's a bad person i think that his character has done bad things yeah, but I, mean, I think he, yeah. he wants to be not on the straight he wants narrow, to try and be he, better but he, yeah he has he some has sort of sanctity flaws. for life yeah, he has a lot of flaws, but I'm just saying that the fact that like I felt like that that Gosling in Drive is this like awesome hero guy who saves the day in a lot of places, but in Only God Forgives, he's the opposite. He's just like a guy who can't fight where he can't even defend himself. Yeah. Like he he thinks he's hot shit, but then when he stands up to Mr. Chang, he gets his ass kicked big time. Well, I think he knew that, like, you know, he was like, let me do the math on this subject. I'm clearly going to lose. So if I try to do, like, a gangster squad thing where I challenge him to a fist fight and we get rid of the guns, maybe I'll have a fighting chance. <laughs> He's like, maybe then he won't pull out that sword from behind his back and kill yeah, me. The sword from nowhere. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that's where you 
you know, store your swords is yeah. nowhere. Thin yeah. air. The exactly. invisible, the invisible sheath on the back of your back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just pull it out of thin air, you know, yeah. threaten people with it while you're singing karaoke. Yeah. Good times. I, I mean, I have theories about this movie and who God is and, you know, God quotations. Um, but I will say, well, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the only God forgives is that like the characters themselves don't have to forgive the crimes that the other characters have committed because only God can forgive anyway. So F it, let's just kill everyone. I mean, that is, yeah. But I mean, I think, uh, yeah, but I mean, there's obviously I don't want to go into it cause it's spoilers, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of killing in this movie and, uh, uh, pretty awesomely so uh also i mean i, I this is like I, I almost feel like i don't think it's i don't think it's a detriment to bangkok to say that like this is probably the best portrayal of bangkok <laughs> that you could probably have like i mean this just like captures the seediness of what you think bangkok is like so perfectly yeah where the worst the worst part of bangkok is all the white guys there <laughs> But you just like, like it's weird because a part of you is like, yeah, man, like it's like it's like it's on space or something. It's all this neon and shit, and like, and another part is like, I don't want to go there. Oh hell no! (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, uh, could you imagine if the Hangover Part Two was like this, where you're just Bradley Cooper staring at people or Zach Galifianakis with a mystical sword? I mean, that would be now that would be a polarizing movie. Uh, Yes, it would. Oh. I mean, I mean, not not to say that this isn't, but um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, now on to my piece about this film. <laughs> I, I I think I like that this is a scenario where I can say I hate this film. And I don't think you're going to get defensive about it because I think it's a film that like you can either love it or hate it and you're never going to convince somebody else that they do or don't whatever they currently already do or don't. Um, yeah. All I have to say is only God forgives and hopefully forgives me because God damn it. I hate this film. (laughs) I did not enjoy this at all. Um, to talk about the positives of only God forgives. Um, it is freaking beautiful. Uh, like there are some compositions in this film where like instead of like seeing like the outside of this house you are looking through the rooms like multicolored rooms through doorways of people set in different rooms of the house in just this like really awesome i don't know like like every almost every shot of this film i could make a desktop on my computer of oh yeah uh, and and just be like totally happy with the fact that i have that desktop um not necessarily happy with the fact that to make that desktop, I had to rent it for $7 on iTunes. Um, yeah, I it just what this film feels like to me, if you remove the awesome soundtrack and the awesome visuals of this film, it feels like, you know, like I, uh, I have a younger brother and my younger brother is three years younger than me. So as you can expect, when we were little, uh, we grew up, you know, getting in little fights and like, you know, little tussles or whatever and uh usually the way it would work is i'd be building a fort or something like that or doing enjoying myself doing something that doesn't require another person he would come in and he would wreck whatever i was doing like he would break that fort so i'd be like you dick you broke my fort and i would punch him and he would go ow you hurt me and he would punch me and i would go ow you hurt me and i would punch him and then he'd go ow you hurt me and then he would punch me and 
the way it worked is two people never feeling like they were even just constantly one side retaliates and then the other side retaliates until everyone is just bruised and battered and nobody has accomplished anything other than to hurt everyone around them and like there there is no like there is never any uh a any like facilitated like oh all debts have been paid now we can all just go on it's just constantly everybody getting hit and that's really what this film like at no point in time do uh watching this film do i think any character makes a smart decision i mean like ryan gosling makes attempts to make a smart decision and then he lets his stupid mother like get involved and like guilt him into thinking it's not a good decision and like it i I don't know it's just because everything feels like a dream like nothing feels like it's actually happening and then the moments that you think are happening something dreamlike gets entered into it and there's like there's imagery that's technically foreshadowing except for the fact that it's actually literally showing stuff that hasn't happened yet so it's like how could it just be like a weird symbolic dream referencing something that hasn't happened yet if you don't even if you haven't even met the person who you're seeing in this like there's just too much it's too much for me to accept any sort of anything other than like Nicholas Winding Refn was super stoked about making exactly what he wanted to see. And I can respect that decision, but I don't have to enjoy it. And there, there's, there's actually a, a piece over on IndieWire where they interviewed Ryan Gosling. He's like, I'm not going to say I understood half of this shit, but like I'm friends with Nicholas Winding Refn and I love it that he wanted to make this film for himself and I was going to support that. And that's why I did it. Like the fact yeah. that like your, your main guy doesn't even know what the hell he's doing, but he likes that it's happening is kind of proof that like you might have to literally be Nicholas Winding Refn to understand what the hell this movie is supposed to be about. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I think but what I think a lot of people are, are unfortunately saying about it is that you know it's 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 so bad but they're not saying because it is a movie that i think you'll either enjoy or not and i think whether you even if you didn't like it i think it still should be said that you know to other people that you should go check it out to see if you know to choose for yourself whether you like it or not like i mean even if i hated this movie i would still say like yeah it it wasn't for me but you should still see it because it might be for you i mean uh i I think this is the kind of film that you can almost only appreciate from an academic standpoint like if you're trying to analyze it then you might be able to like obviously there's lots of things to appreciate from just the visuals to like trying to interpret what is happening and like this like you could teach an entire like semester of a college course on this film and yeah. everybody it like you like when you have things where it's like in one scene like Ryan Gosling is like reaching inside a girl and then later on he finds a dead person and he reaches inside them again but it's a different in a different context and it like there's there's just like weird things where it's like okay clearly there's some sort of symbolic imagery attempting to be taken place at this moment in time but it doesn't feel like you're even supposed to be able to understand what it is just recognize that it's happening yeah i mean well i mean i i came away from the movie 
with uh with you know my own interpretation but uh i mean i nobody really knows it better than the person who made it yeah obviously um but uh i expected the i expected this movie to not be on mr snazy's must see list yeah it's definitely not but it's just, I, I don't know i just feel like it's 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 a weird thing where it's like imagine watching a film where like a character's biggest fear is being bitten by a spider and then every single person in the film is just the entire movie is bitten by spiders, bitten by spiders. And he just keeps dreaming that he's going to be bitten by a spider. And it's like, what, why, why is, what is the point of this film? Like, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. It's like Ryan Gosling apparently has this weird dream nightmare that he keeps repeating over and over. Meanwhile, everyone else in the world has to live that nightmare out. It's just, it's just cause man. <laughs> No, well, and, I mean, I, and, and I'm I'm not trying to convince you to hate it. I'm just saying that, like, I'm just trying to to I'm trying to process what I watched. Uh, uh a great movie. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, yeah, I can't really. I mean, you can't. I can't say anything otherwise. It spoiled the movie, but yeah, um, there is a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Uh, symbolic stuff and mystical stuff and all kinds of stuff that, uh, I mean, really, I think, uh, reminded me of, like I said, some of these, some of these Hong Kong movies set in Thailand are exactly the same, if not way weirder. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you thought all those karaoke scenes were weird, you know, (laughs) that's nothing compared to some of the crap that they do but like i for, for all i know the karaoke scenes are the only real thing and that everything else we're watching in this film is what that guy is being like it, what he thinks of while singing that song is all the imagery we see in the rest of the film for all i know that's that could be what this movie is yeah well i mean uh yeah it's just it it just was a little weird to me how people were so shocked and appalled by it and to me, I was just like, this is like a normal day at the office for Mr. Reffin. Like I, like I said, he's been making movies his own way since the very beginning. So to me, me personally, I don't see why everyone was just like, what? Like, you know, record scratch. Like, <laughs> what's up with this? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I will say the way I kind of feel about this film, uh, which – is kind of counter to the way our entire review has gone so far is I think it's probably a better practice to watch this film, get together with somebody else who's watched it, get an envelope and a piece of paper, write good or bad, whatever you feel a film is, put that in the envelope, seal it up, put it aside, and then just discuss the elements of the film. And once you're done chewing over each scene and what you think it means and what and, and what you just experienced, then be like, and now that we're curious, let's open these up and show each other what we wrote. And then, mm-hmm. like, because I, I think whether or not you liked it is probably not as relevant to this type of film as what you think it's trying to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that is that's another positive that I, that I uh, like about this movie is that, you know, it is something that could generate a lot of discussion, obviously, because people online have seemed to be really tearing it apart. But I mean, uh, 
mostly it's just like this movie is memorable and it's like it's a lot different from anything that you know is that, that usually comes out and like if i'm gonna go to the movie and i'm you know given the option of seeing you know another mediocre uh lazy fest like r.i.p.d or something <laughs> that you know is a little challenging and you know might be might be just you know a little with a side of crazy and it's definitely out there like you know i'm gonna go with the movie that is uh taking some chances at least and you know that's a movie i'm gonna walk away remembering i'm not gonna remember you know the stuff that happened in most of the movies that came out this summer because yeah i mean they were just run of the mill and yeah i mean that i think is the key thing is like this movie was memorable and like it 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 achieves in like stimulating the senses and uh, delivering something that isn't uh, what you're used to seeing. Yeah. So that's why I think above all else, obviously I love the movie uh, for other reasons, like I've said. Um, but if someone was kind of on the fence or just thought like, oh, I'm not going to see that because I heard it's terrible. It's like, yeah, but like I would strongly urge people to still watch it to form their opinion about it. Cause who knows? They might, I don't know. They might like it. They might not, but that's what, um, you know, cause that, that's what I was saying. But like some of these, some of the people online have just been, you know, tweeting about it or, or what I've heard they've been tweeting about it and just saying like, Oh, it's so bad. And uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, well, I, I don't know. Cause like, I, unfortunately, cause like that will, will definitely turn people off to it. And yeah. I think that people should at least give it a chance because they might, I mean, who knows, they might like it, so. Well, you know, it's interesting, like, maybe not so interesting, and maybe I'm just remembering this incorrectly, but what I said was I did not like this film. I didn't say, like, I thought it was bad. And on other films that we've disagreed with, like, where I, I was like, no, I think that, uh, uh, what's the, killing them softly, like, I thought that movie was bad. Um, I didn't just not like it. This film, I don't know what it is, but I know that it's not for me either way. Um, but I don't necessarily think, like, I, I, in some ways, I don't even think it's a film. It's like this visual, it like, it might as well be like Koyana Scotsi or something. Like, <laughs> <it> is, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like it's like an art installation. It's it's basically like, I mean, it's kind of the like the trailer that we played in the in in this episode is not the one that I originally saw online, um, but mm. the the trailer that actually has the karaoke in it, where it's just like scenes of the one guy walking, swinging a sword slowly, and like Ryan Gosling staring. Like this is the hour and thirty minute version of that trailer. Like literally, like not just like duh, well it's a trailer cut from an hour and thirty minute movie. Like it's that trailer just done yeah. out to as long as you can fit on the reel that they accepted. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Well, I I was just saying from the standpoint of of the reviews that I've read online. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I haven't really like I've listened to a few people argue over the film. Um just because I was curious, but I haven't actually gone out and read like the reviews that I have seen people discussing. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I heard uh, Dave Chen got reamed on Slash Filmcast for uh, making a sandwich and <laughs> getting up during the say he said that that was the only way he could get through it. Yeah, by by going on his iPhone and stuff. It's like uh, <laughs> that is not the the most accurate way to assess any movie. Yeah, well, sometimes it's the only way to assess it. Oh, uh, I, I, I think really when, when you're at the when you're at the, if you're not like that, those type of people who answer the phone and do texting during a film, yeah. if, if you are, if you are trying to escape from the film by picking up your phone and purposely doing that, not just being an asshole, then I think, especially if it's in the confines of your own home, I think you have already assessed the film at that point in time. I mean, I think you should stick with a movie no matter how bad it is or how bad you think it is. Um, cause there could always be something that, that I mean, especially this film, cause this is a movie that I feel like you need to pay attention to because there are visual, you know, tricks and imagery that, that will cue you into like what the hell this thing's all about. Like, I think, you know, everything is put on, like I said, everything is put on screen for a reason and I think to not pay attention, especially a movie like this, is uh, is definitely a detriment because there is like so much to look at and take in. Yeah. Um, especially to just you know, even if it's just to admire every you know the technical aspects of it, like how everything was put together and everything. Yeah. I I think I think for me one of my problems with the film too is there there isn't a single well. Let me, before I even say that sentence, correct it. None of our characters are sympathetic. There's plenty of sympathetic people, like the innocent people who just have their lives either taken or just completely effed up by our main characters. Um, They're obviously sympathetic because, especially the one that starts off the whole chain of events that leads to this film, like, that girl didn't do anything. Like, (laughs) she didn't choose for that to happen. Um, But I think, like, everyone who we're supposed to follow, like, you're not... Like, from the very moment that uh, Ryan Gosling finds out that his brother has died, we know how he died and why he died. Ryan Gosling doesn't. So, like, from the very moment he's going out to try to seek revenge, we're, we're already not on board with the quote-unquote hero of our film, which is kind of a problem. But I don't think that's a problem. Well, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, it's got no likable characters, so that's always a plus for me. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, that is, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, obviously implied in this movie and not sh- said. Um, and, uh, and a lot of it is, is almost like, I think, you know, Nicholas Windig Refn is just like, you know, I don't care. I love it. Like that song. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. Like that's just, but the, the thing about there being no sympathetic characters is not a fault for me. Yeah. Because um, I'd rather have the, you know, I'd rather have Ryan Gosling be the character that he is in this movie, the like non hero, non badass guy, than just be like this totally like, yeah, I'm going to get revenge and I'm a, I'm a cool dude and everything. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any, uh, 
Any last thoughts on this film before we uh, get into our verdicts? Uh, I, I guess not. Yeah, the the music is pretty awesome, obviously. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get into our verdicts then, Carson. Uh, I'm sure people know exactly where you're going with this, but if you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with the caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I would uh, happily give it a must-see. Right. Uh, obviously, I know there was there there would be some people who would not enjoy this movie, uh, but uh, I would still tell them to go see it or watch it, or I wouldn't at all if it's unless it's like you know my grandma or something. <laughs> obviously, this isn't a movie you show the grandparents yeah. or you know or any like girl who's obsessed with the Notebook because she will not like this movie. <laughs> Uh, good times. Well, I'm going to help average this out and give this a must avoid. Oh, um, boy. Um, so, like, I mean, I this, this is one of those films that, like, I can't in good conscience recommend to anybody because you either are already going to see this or you don't, like, you're either already going to see this and it doesn't matter what I think of it or you're the type of person who would have never watched this unless I, like, forced you to see it. And... I I just I don't know anybody who I would recommend it to in anything other than a so they can be part of the discussion type of scenario. Um, uh that's why I think we need Steven to weigh in on this. Well, I'm sure uh, when Steven is traveling back and forth between <laughs> several different Asian countries, he probably he, watched it. He will uh, see it on in Thailand. Yeah, he'll probably see it on a plane. Uh, He's so. like, yeah, I was in the same strip club as Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah. And this one scene in the background, you can't really see because it's all black and red, but I was back there. I was dragging a guy out of the door with, you know, by his mouth. Yeah. Well, before the end of your recap, Stephen Miller, you must see this film and uh, you yeah, can wait. Yeah, you have in. to see it. You can't just be like, I'll see it and then not. Yeah. Obviously. I, I'm sure he'll make time to see it. but I Yeah. I mean, seems like a movie that he would be down to watch. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a zookeeper or something. <laughs> all right. Well. That is our review of Only God Forgives. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that discussion. Um, I, if, if anybody has seen it uh, and you want to weigh in, you know how to do that. I'll let you know in just a moment. But for now, Carson, if people want to find you, where can they do that? Uh, you can find me on practicalcandy.wordpress.com. And, uh, yeah. Cool. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our reviews of Red 2, The Conjuring, R.I.P.D., and uh, next week's review of The Wolverine. Um, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to uh, this crazy film that it is. And, uh, yeah. I think I've said and uh, several times in the last minute. But there you have it. Our last review for this week. Thank you, guys all for joining us thank you Carson yes. for joining me yes and uh, yeah we will talk to you guys later as yeah. the Wolverine slashes at your face 
Yeah, we're going Berserker next weekend. All right, later, everyone. Bye.